Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Welcome back to Time On. Wonderful to have you with us. 0433-981116 to join me on the text or on the phone. 1300 736 736 Some highlights there that, well, to be honest, we could have put a highlights package together that went for a hell of a lot longer than that. But the more time we spent playing his highlights, the less time we would have to talk to one of the great names of Australian basketball who has today announced his retirement. A resume like no other. Six championships, 342 games, six-time defensive player of the year and a very special accolade that we'll talk about in just a few moments as well. Damien Martin, welcome to SEN and wholeheartedly congratulations on an outstanding career. Yeah, thanks a lot. It's been a, a crazy day and an emotional day, but uh, one that I knew was inevitable. I've probably known for a long time it was coming up. I'd actually delayed it twice at the Wildcats media guide, booked in two dates, and twice I called him. I was like, nah, still not ready, mate. Sorry. <laughs> but uh, finally, finally got up there and announced it today, and I've appreciated everything that's happened since then. So it's something you've been stewing on for a while? Yeah, well, ever since so, I actually tore my Achilles back in round four of the season. Mm. And when I got the results back from the MRI, and the surgeon literally looked at it and said, this is your career-ending injury and you want to get surgery next week. I kind of knew from that point that, uh, you know, an Achilles rupture or tear that required a full reconstruction at the age of 35 meant that, uh, you know, I was probably going to have to retire because I'd be 36 by the time I returned and I wouldn't be able to return to mid-season, late part of the season at best. So, yeah, I had a, a, had a bit of a roller coaster of emotions for you know, the month or two following that. And then what it did, the silver lining, was give me a greater sense of appreciation and time and probably the things I've taken for granted during most regular seasons, I started to really pay attention to them because I knew this was going to be my last one, even if I hadn't told all of my teammates at that point. Yeah, so that's a fascinating dynamic as well, isn't it? That you, you're playing knowing that this is it and you, it was a really closely guarded secret that you hadn't told anyone. So tell us about a couple of those little things that you wanted to appreciate for the last time. Uh, it's mainly the day-to-day things such as the mateship. You know, there's actually Mick of Vicona who's been an opponent of mine for a long time and someone I've always respected. But he said you should play for the two R's, rings and relationships, and, mm. and I'll probably add a third one now. And, and, and that's, you know, just relishing every moment. And, and that's something I got to be able to do because I knew this was going to be my last one. So the banter on a day-to-day basis, actually, instead of saying, oh, we've got to travel to here or travel to there, saying, oh, great, I get to go and see another city. This could be the last time I you know, have this opportunity to go and see another city. And things I just really see, started seeing it from a different perspective. Um, but it was as, as mainly the mateship at that point of time. But then on game day, you know, game day is what I'm going to miss the most, or one of the things I'll miss the most. Still my favourite day of the week. And, and just, you know, acknowledging the roar of the crowd, you know, the build-up to the game. It's just, yeah, it's just a part of who I am now. And, and I appreciated it more than ever in this last, you know, six months. I'd imagine that that, that roar and the ringing of your ears you, that you get from a packed house at RAC Arena and the Red Army, that'll stay with you forever, won't it? Oh, yeah. Well, I'll be uh, the newest member of the Red Army, so hopefully <laughs> I'm out there 
being a part of the, the crowd that goes nuts when, you know, Bryce hits a big three or, you know, one of the other guys gets a dunk or a block shot or a steal. So it is. And it's funny because I've spoken to some of my mates who have retired, former teammates like Greg Hire, Martin Catalini, Matty Knight. And when they go to a game, there's so much <laughs> you see as a Red Army or a supporter then you just never see as a player and he goes, you don't realise how much goes on during the game when yeah. you're in a timeout or during the flow of the game. So I'm excited to see what puts such a big smile on my three-year-old's face, Maggie, because, uh, you know, when she <laughs> introduces herself to anyone new, she still introduces herself as Maggie Martin from the Perth Wildcats. So <laughs> she, she lives and breathes it and I absolutely adore that. Uh, there's no reason for that to change. What does the Perth Wildcats as an organisation mean to you? Oh, everything. I, I never thought... Like, I always loved the idea of being a one-club man. So when I signed with Sydney, uh, with the West Sydney mm. Razorbacks, I thought, this is it. This is going to be who I play for for the rest of my career. And I was excited for that. When the club folded, it was actually, you know, one of the best things that could have happened to me because, you know, Rob Beveridge, who was our coach in Sydney, he got offered the job out here in Perth, brought me out here with him and some other players. And, yeah, from a professional standpoint to, a, you know, a personal standpoint, it's just been incredible. So the professionalism of the club, how it's received within not just the city of Perth, but the state of WA. There's just so many opportunities the club has given me on and off the court. And I can never say thank you enough for us to be even. So lessons I've learned from Jack Bendat as an owner, as someone that's done really well off the court, but how he still treats what he, you know, he bought the club as a present to the state <laughs> because he'd made so much money from the state. Yep. And, but now it became his pride and joy and just how he approaches it with, you've got to be number one and you've got to be involved in a positive manner for the community. And those two things never changed over the course of, you know, 11 years wearing the, the red jersey and then, yeah, the supporters, you know. I, I remember when we had some Newcastle Falcons players come up to Gloucester and that was the highlight of my life growing up <laughs> at that point. Um, and then I remember writing an assignment on um, on one of their players and, you know, to you know, fast forward 20-odd years and, you know, to have kids email me questions because they're mm. writing an assignment on me. First and foremost, I think they've mistaken me for the cricketer, but I answer it anyway. <laughs> uh, uh, you've got a good cover drive, and, I'm told. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly right. <laughs> and it's just it pinch me moments like that that people thank me for having, you know, answered those questions. It's me that has, you know, a smile on my face when I receive those emails. So just a, a lot of small things that add up to a huge smile and a, and a big event. And then the main things like championships, you know, playing in front of big crowds, etc. Six-time champion Damien Martin joining me tonight here on SEN. You mentioned the start to your career was a rocky one. I reckon it's a bit of a trivia question, this one. Everyone would associate you with the Perth Wildcats. You're the heart and soul of, of that <laughs> basketball club. But you'll be under a lid one day on a, on a Coke bottle or something like that. Which club did Damien Martin start his NBL career at? You had two, you had two years at West Sydney where... After college and yet everything, you come back to Australia to, to live the dream and it was anything but the dream the first two years, wasn't it, for a number of reasons that were mostly out of your control? Yeah, exactly. I, I loved playing in Sydney, but then I suffered a, a serious injury. I tore my right ACL, so I was out for you know the most part of my rookie season. I think I played six games. But the mateships I developed were amazing and just, the, just being able to play in front of my family and friends at the professional level was incredible. But one thing I didn't realise was, you know, 12 months after the ACL, we'd be sitting around preparing for a game and we got an email from our then owner right before Christmas, week before Christmas, saying, I'm sick of losing money. I'm uh, not paying you guys anymore. I've handed no. the licence back to the league. Uh, so we decided that, you know, the, the two American imports, they, they left and then the rest of us stayed and we decided we'll share the gate takings 
for our only salary. Uh, and you know, if anyone remembers, we changed our name by then to the Sydney Spirit. Sydney if anyone Spirit, remembers yeah. the Sydney Spirit days, um, <laughs> you know, we'd have 300 people to a game, so we'd literally walk out on the crowd, wave to mum and dad in the stands, and say, "Thanks for twenty dollars. We're going to divide this by fifteen of us." So <laughs> <laughs> that was an incredible experience, but as, as a good introduction into the league. But then, yeah, one thing I learned from Perth and Sydney is, is Sydney. I was a professional athlete because I got paid to do it, so it was my profession. But in Perth, you realise there's just a different calibre. At, at the Sydney, we had one full-time employee in the front office. At the Wildcats, we got about 40. And you not being professional and elite profession, you get paid to do it. Like I said, elite means you do all those cliche one percenters. And, and Sean Redditch was the prime example of that. Yep. You know, worked on his game at weights, worked on his game before training, after training, uh, visualisation, sports psychology, extra stretching, you know, diet was impeccable, so on and so forth. And he did, like I said, every single day of his career, not just after a loss, the four finals when media were there. And then because he did it, uh, just made two or three others do it. And then before he knew it, eight, nine, 10, 11 guys were sticking around for 40 minutes after training. And, and that's what I can say is the biggest difference is one was a professional club. Uh, the other was an elite club, and I got to experience both. But I did, I did genuinely enjoy my time in Sydney. It was some good times. Uh, I could ask you forever about your career, and, and I don't have the time available, and I know you've got some other commitments as well. But uh, guarding Kevin Durant at the 2016 Olympics, how was that? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was amazing. I, I should write to him and say, thank you for turning around and basically <laughs> handing me the ball uh, because <laughs> – because I'll, I'll, I'll take it down as a steal or a block. But the funniest thing about the Kevin Durant stuff is in the moment, you know, it's just a moment within the game, so you kind of move on. But as soon as we lost, we got back into the locker room and, I was, you know, all of us were livid that we, you know, what believed we'd blown an opportunity to beat the US. So it was, it was quite a bad, you know, locker room to be in as far as we're all frustrated and angry. But then I checked my phone and I had all these missed calls from my wife. And at the time, my wife was back in Perth, 38 weeks pregnant. Oh, and wow. so I'm thinking, oh, no, she's gone into labour. So I actually left the locker room, you know, before we really even had our coaches address post-game. And I started calling her and she's picked up and I was like, is everything okay? And she goes, oh, yeah, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. But when you, you know, when you stole the ball from Kevin Durant, I got caught up in the moment and I tweeted him saying, my, my husband, ha-ha, my husband stole the ball off you. And I'm like, you're she kidding him. me. Like, oh, she, she, she trolled him. She's trolled Kevin Durant. Point, like, I, I thought I was the worst person ever trying to trash talk. And I'm like, nah, I get it from my wife. I don't think KD lost any sleep over it. Um, but, yeah, my, my wife had a go at him. Uh, I'll never forget that. Oh, remarkable. What's the plan next? What are we going to see from Damien Martin in the future? We're not losing you to the game, are we? No, I love the game too much. So I, I will stay involved uh, with the NBL, with the Wildcats. There's, you know, there's other employment I have, um, but the reality is Bass was just a part of who I am. So whether it's coaching um, you know, Maggie's team and Bonnie's team when they're, they're old enough to play, or, or sitting in the stands as a Red Army member, you know, it's always going to be part of who I am. And I love it and can never repay it fully. As we've been talking, Marto, for the last 10 minutes, there's been text rolling through from, uh, and we're in Melbourne based, and there's United fans, and there's Phoenix fans, and there's Perth fans listening to us wherever around the country. All the texts rolling through are full of love and support for you. So congratulations on what's been an outstanding career. And before we let you go, I can't finish off without asking you about the award that's now named in your honour. Defensive Player of the Year. It makes the most sense. I applaud Jeremy and, and the NBL for making such a decision. When, how did you find out? So actually, I, I was overwhelmed with how many phone calls and text messages I was receiving. And, and then for whatever reason, someone called and I was like, oh, I'll actually answer this one because my, my daughter has handed the phone back. I, I let her watch the Wiggles on the drive home. Um, but then she handed it to me as someone was calling. So I, was, I picked up and I kind of missed who it was. 
And then they're talking about, is there anything we can ever help with uh, in real estate, you know, with prospecting, let us know. So in my head, I'm thinking, is this a former buyer or seller I've dealt with? And then he goes, oh, and also just wanted to let you know, we're going to uh, name the MBO Defensive Player of the Year award after you. I'm like, hang on, I'm so sorry. Because I recognize the voice, but I'm like, I'm so sorry, who is this? And then Jeremy told <laughs> only, me who it was. I'm like, it's oh, only the commissioner. The commissioner. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Jeremy, oh, I'm so sorry. I did not real. I didn't see your name pop up. Yada, yada, yada. Uh, and then when you kind of went through it again, I was just blown away. And I've been floored by it all afternoon. Um, yeah, it, it is. It's, it's incredible. I don't know how to explain it, but to be able to stand up on stage at the awards night uh, and present that to you know the, whoever wins it next year, it's going to mean a lot to me. And to stand up on stage next to Andrew Gaze, who yeah. has the MVP award named after him. Andrew doesn't know this, but he actually was a big motivation. I heard him once, and it was probably a throwaway comment saying, you know, good offense always beats good defense. And in my head, I'm like, nah, great defense will always beat great offense. And I just wanted to go out and prove him wrong. And I know I meant nothing <laughs> to him when he said it, but I used that as fuel for so many years against great offensive players. So it'd be cool to stand on stage with him and, just incredibly honoured to have that name after me. And it's an honour that you thoroughly deserve. Mato, thanks for being with us tonight and good luck for what's coming up next. It's been an absolute pleasure to watch you and commentate you. You've been a, a delight to see out in Australian basketball. So good luck with the future. Thanks, mate. Thanks for everything. Damien Martin from the Perth Wildcats joining us. A resume as good as any in the history of Australian basketball. And as you can just hear there, just an all-time good bloke as well. It's time on. G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. 